The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more over the line. This, I'm sorry, Smokey, you're over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority? Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stein. Have a scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, a single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, August 5th, 2017. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Stone Stage. And today... He has been working day and night, not only on his cigars, but behind the scenes, trying to stop over-regulations in the FDA. He, we had Rocky Patel scheduled today, but he is on a well-deserved vacation in Wyoming, and we all know phones don't work in Wyoming. They Welcome, don't. everybody, to The Cigar Authority. And you're listening to The Cigar Authority, broadcasting over eight years, and now the longest continually running cigar podcast Voted the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Voted the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is now the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Okay, so uh, yeah, unless uh, Rocky surprises us in 30 minutes... Um, which he knows it was going to be, but we understand that there was no cell phone thing, no contact. There are still places in the country where you can't hear me now. Really? Yeah. Wyoming. Apparently Wyoming one is, of them. Yeah, there's a lot of space in Wyoming. But anyway, we got a little heads up to it, so we were able to change up our show notes uh, to be able to talk about something else other than the interview, uh, but we're prepared in a way. Am I the only one who's nervous that the lights are flickering because... That uh, I didn't notice. Yeah, no, I thought maybe I was having a stroke. That's, <laughs> well, it's quite possible you were having a stroke. It's possible. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what's happening here right now is what's left is right, what's right is left. And there's a camera issue because usually I'm always on stage right left. Yeah. yeah, stage left. And now I'm on stage right. So it's a camera thing. Or, no, we actually moved our seats. And what you see this week is nothing to what you're going to see next week. You keep. You did this last week. You made a promise, and things happen. Yeah. So we hope to have things up and running for next week. We're yes. going to be doing a show either way. Yeah, we're doing a show, but what it should appear is a professional broadcast studio. Minus the three of us. Yeah, so yeah. the studio. The, st- the set the- itself will be very professional. Yes, but uh, we'll But see. we promise we're going to stay ourselves. <laughs> Nothing will change there. Because this is all we have, folks. This is it. So uh, we're prepared for the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary cigar. Is the cigar we're going to smoke today in the first hour. Uh, Barry, you got the information on this? Yes, sir, I do. So today's cigar is the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary. It is the first cigar from the August Care Package. And how do you celebrate 15 years in the cigar industry? Simple. You create an iconic cigar and you name it the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary. 
Released in 2010, the box pressed 15th is covered in an Ecuadorian Habana wrapper over binder and fillers from Nicaragua. Ranges are priced from $10 to $12, and today we are lighting, lighting up the 6x52 Toro. It's the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary. It's the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary. This is 6x52, you said? It's the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary. It seems anniversary. longer than 6. It looks to me to be about 6.5 inches. It's a longer Toro. It looks like a longer Toro. I'm not sure, but it, it, it almost looks like a Churchill could be a Churchill. I mean... So I got, I'm going to double check you right now. Okay. Because everybody might not know the size of a dollar bill. Do you know what the size of a dollar bill is? Seven inches? Exactly six. Okay. The length of a bill, it doesn't have to be a one dollar bill. It could be any bill, but um, it's a little longer than six. Six and a half, it looks like. I would say. Maybe once you cut it. And it also looks like a thinner ring gauge, but that's only because it's box pressed. Right. Right? So there we have it there. So you just learned something today that the dollar bill is six inches long. And you have to measure something. Say you want to know if it's exactly a foot or something, two dollar bills. Well, that'll that'll th cut not it for a, you. Not a two dollar bill. Any Any bill. Yeah, any bill. They're all six inches. They're all six inches. So they can fit in the money counters? I don't know. I don't know why you know, why don't they have bills that are different sizes? Why are they all exactly the same size? Because they wouldn't fit right in your billfold. It would be easier for a blind person if they were different yes, sizes, just would. like the coins are. Yeah. I remember my grandfather used to tell what a coin was by the size of it, how it felt in his hand. Because my grandfather uh, was blind. Oh, really? I didn't yes. know that. So we just learned something. We he was blind the last today. 40 years of his life. Wow. So what happened? What was the reason behind it? Uh, detached retina and surgery wow. couldn't fix it. See, I'm, I'm convinced that and you he, were born in... New England, because it's not retina, it's retina. Okay. Well, your, your, you speech, add the R. your speech patterns are starting to rub off on me. You add the R when there's But he a. used to smoke a cigar, have a drink every day, and he would swim 20 laps in a pool. Blind. Blind. Wow. The lifeguard would walk alongside the pool, left, left, right, right, depending on how no he kidding. was drifting. So this is not your birth grandfather, though? No. Right. So it was my... It, Adopted grandfather. Yes, so we don't have to worry about you catching that. Wanting to swim even no, though you're blind. Losing my hearing. Yeah? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah? Right. Loud music as you were, as a kid? Probably. Yeah. I think that's going to happen to me. This jockey, 12 years in the clubs, I'm losing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing my ability to be able to differentiate sometimes between background noises and you just get aggravated and say it louder. Yeah. Like it's my fault I can't hear you. All right. All right, so let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting, brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellent. Box pressed. Kind of a Maduro. Did they say it's a Maduro, Barry? Ecuadorian sun-grown, I think you said. Ecuadorian Habano. So it's a darker Habano. Yeah. I actually cut a little more than that. I can double cut if I want because I'm using my own cutter. A little raisiny and a little, a little musty component. I definitely got the raisin. I agree with you 100%. What about the musty component? Don't get that. This is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. <coughs> yes, yes, sir. Is. So we have lots of you smoking along with us. 
just a cold draw, tasting it before we light the cigar up. And why not? You bought the cigar, why not have extra taste? And fully enjoy it. Yeah. Fully experience what you're smoking. It helps open up the palate. I think mm. it's very important that everybody partake in the cold draw because it prepares you for the experience that's ahead. I have forgot to do it on occasion, even when I'm smoking a cigar, you know, to try a cigar before mm. I'm, I'm going to buy it or not buy it. And forget to do it. And I'm so bummed out every time. I'm like, I, I lit that. And I need it's to almost worth starting drop. over. Right. So we're going to light our cigar today with the always popular Vertigo Twister. Twister. This is a quad jet, flip-out bullet-punched, full metal jacket lighter. Featuring the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy, single action. You flip it to the side. Boom. And all four jets come to life. The Vertigo Twister retails for 20 Seven ninety nine. Why do you think it's the twister? You know what? This is the, this is one that I don't get. Yeah, it doesn't look much like a twister. It looks like a wedge of cheese. So maybe they could have called it the wedge. wedge. Yeah, it was the wrong name. I would say. Good lighter. Wrong name. It's got the little window in the back. You sold a ton of them. That's for sure. Espresso. Because we were talking espresso? I don't think it was because we were talking espresso. This tastes like espresso. Yeah. So, as I say, lots of changes going here. He's talking espresso, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here in our studio. Okay? You're very excited about this. I am, because we've been working on it for a long time, and we didn't let a lot of cats out of the bag of what's going on here. But... Our studio that we have is on the second floor of Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. At one time, this was a private membership lounge, and uh, this was actually Apple Computer. This was their... Uh, Very first retail location. Yeah, of um, franchised re- retail location. And up here were all the offices and stuff. So we bought the store. Obviously, the full store goes on the first floor. And then uh, we said, what do we do? And we'll put a private cigar lounge on the second floor. There's always a lounge in all our stores uh, on, the, on the regular floor. But this was a special place or whatever. And uh, after about 10 years of having it, um, I said, enough of this. Um, it was kind of the you can't see what the people are doing type of thing. And is this really helping the business overall? And, um, you know, I think it was more, um, more expense than uh, what was coming in at it. We, we don't have a liquor license or anything like that. So uh, what do we do? What's the next step? So we ended up, uh, at, at that time, we were doing the podcast in the store on the ground floor. Right down there, yeah. And uh, said, okay, we can bring the podcast upstairs and actually have a place where we, where we do that. It'll be all set up for us and easy to go to because we had to set up and break down every single week and uh, this will make it easier for us. So we've been doing that for a while and then um, the ash holes come along and they uh, want to do these uh, employees that wanted to do uh, their own podcast. So on Wednesdays, they do it. The equipment stuff is all set up anyway. So sure, go ahead, do, do your thing. Um, so they do their own podcast, and I have nothing to do with it. They're off on their own. They do their thing. And uh, a friend of ours, somebody who started with the Cigar Authority uh, at the beginning, Tommy Grella. Uh, That's not like an Italian friend of ours. That's a, he's a real friend. Yeah, he's a real friend. You're not trying to send someone a code. No, no. no. He's a buddy. Yes. Okay. And uh, he said, you know, I would like to do a podcast. And I said, well, you, you walked away from our podcast. You, you were our 
doing a podcast. No, no, I want to do it on food and uh, restaurants and things like that. Big surprise. Yeah. Tall, fat guy. Yeah. Likes to eat. Wants to talk about food all the time. So uh, I said, uh, why don't you do it? And he says, I don't have the equipment. I don't have, uh, you know, know how to operate it. I don't know what to do with it once I got it. How do you get it out there and all that stuff? Um, and I said, well, come up and use our stuff and, you know, we'll help you, whatever you want to do. So he said, okay. So he's been doing it. It's called the Well-Seasoned Gourmand. And this was, you hear us talk about the United Podcast Network. This is us taking all these shows and networking them out and putting them all out there uh, as a Because a rising tide raises all ships. There it is. While we have people in the audience saying to us, I'd like to do a podcast. What if I did one on sports? And what if I did one on there? Which got me thinking and saying, why don't we actually turn this into a podcast studio um, where we can have each one of these people can have studio audiences. It'll be set up for this all the time. Um, but wouldn't you want to have something going on, you know, an audience? Well, you need to have audience. something going on. And we smoke cigars all day, every day. And what is a better accoutrement to a cigar? There's nothing better than, than coffee. a cup of coffee. A good cup of coffee. Correct. Now, there's differences. There's cups of coffee, and there's great cups of coffee. And we go for the great cups of coffee. Every single time. That we go, and you, know, you have a coffee made for you. I mean, I, I, I would say we're as geeky on cigars as we are with coffee. And I might be geekier on coffee, because cigars don't excite me like they used to. Because I'm in it all day, every See, day. I, I'm so glad you said that because I was driving in this morning and I was thinking. I looked at my humidor. Nothing in my humidor excited me. This is the problem with FDA because yeah. there's not new things coming out left and right. I was more looking forward to stopping at Jonathan's Coffee Place this morning to get coffee, a Bialy, lots yeah. of cream cheese. They were and, that's, change... and that's what you've been talking about for, for three back. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were going to change the name to Jonathan's Coffee Place, but there we uh, go. they, they were going to have to pay a licensing fee. Yeah, so they were against that. They were against that. One question. Yes. Will we have Cuban coffee on the menu? You'll have to show us the proper way to do it, and we can certainly he do it. He doesn't do it the proper way. I he do it too the much proper sugar. way. It's too much sugar in his. Every manufacturer that rolls through New Hampshire stops at Nashua just so I can make them coffee, and they all say, for a gringo, you're pretty good. All right, so you'll, you'll teach the barista here, because what we're going to have here is Studio 21 Podcast Co- Cafe. That, See, rolled, off the, that rolled off the tongue, huh? <laughs> Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, which is a podcast studio, a cafe, and within the cafe is a built-in podcast studio. So I searched and searched to see if there was something like this so that I could see how it operates. I don't think there is because I searched everywhere. Is there such a place of of a cafe? And instead of in the coffee houses you go in, maybe they're going to have somebody playing the guitar or something. Singing slightly off-key, he's a yeah. little too loud, yeah. it's kind of annoying. Yeah. yeah, and that's part of the charm of what it is. What's going to happen in this coffee shop, the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, is at any time you're in here, there could be a live podcast happening. And that, that I think, is the other piece, not missing piece, but the other piece to this that is going to work well. Not only do cigars and coffee go well together, but... Cigar smokers, when you're sitting down in the seating area, yeah. they all listen to talk radio. Yeah. Every single one of them. This is what they do. Some people are into music, but the vast majority are into talk radio. So I think this is going to be a great pairing all the way around. 
So here it is. This is going to be an espresso-based cafe, and we're going to have things uh, like pour-overs, and we're going to have um, the nitro cold, cold brew, brew and all kinds of cool coffee stuff. Uh, but for the most part, espresso-based and from coffees from all around the world. We're going to really geek out on this. Uh, so you'll be sitting there, and you, you could come up, and there's no podcast going on. When there is a podcast going on, there's a podcast going on, but it'll, it'll be a... TV newscast type of thing. You're going to see next week. We're going to actually push you on to not just listen to the podcast, but actually go on there and see. Maybe next week, the week after, we'll see how far it gets, but you'll see a dramatic change next week. So uniquely designed area, visually attractive to customers, hopefully, and um, themed around a live-action podcast studio, Studio 21. The uh, cafe employees will be trained to ensure the best coffee preparation, techniques, service, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Studio 21 is a unique place to socialize. Hopefully, we're going to bring people that are into coffee into a cigar shop and turn them (coughs) on to cigars, too. Hopefully, we bring uh, cigar people into the cafe and turn them on to coffee. And we're seeing a lot of this happening in the cigar industry. A lot of cigar brands now are making coffee brands. Yeah. Um, Got Fratello yeah, doing it. Yeah. The There's, kid uh, Colin Ganley, Twin Engines. He's yeah. not a cigar maker, but he, he's in the cigar business. Yeah. I actually, for years. I actually like his coffee. Me too. Me too. Listen, they're all doing a good job at it. We're going to do it retail. We were in that's what we do. Nicaragua, yeah. and everybody was talking about the coffee, talking about the coffee. There's great coffee, and it wasn't until day three we found out that Nick was serving Twin Engines. That's why it was so good. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't even know that. You were, you were kind of a star there. You were yeah. sleeping not with the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. So um, the idea actually also is for somebody who comes up and has a cup of coffee here and they're seeing what's going on and they say, maybe I could do a podcast. I would like to do a podcast to help my business and become the authority on the subject that you maybe you have nothing to do with cigars, nothing to do with coffee, and you're in the you're a plumber. Plumber, so you want to do a plumbing uh, podcast or whatever. We're going to help you along the way uh, for production, uh, you know, putting it up for you, doing everything. A, pro- a trained professional engineer will engineer your recording session um, and capturing the video as well if that's what you want to do and to make sure all the levels are correct and monitoring everything uh, and controlling the devices, the equipment, all the way through to the finished podcast or vodcast, which is the video on-demand cast, uh, and we take care of it all for you. Uh, you'll automatically be part of the United Podcast Network, which means we'll get it out there for you also, and hopefully this will improve your business. Um, because Amen. It certainly helped my business as a cigar retailer. Uh, you know, I go to uh, the trade show. I have a highly successful retail cigar operation, 32 years in the business. Uh, did a lot of work to end up getting a good reputation to it. And somebody sees me at a trade show and says, oh, my God, you're the guy from the Cigar Authority. I find that very amazing because I worked very hard for 32 years, and I'm known to a lot of people as the guy from the, the podcast, right. not from the uh, doing what I really do. Um, so uh, I think we can help you, and I think this is a, a model that works. Who knows? But I'm all in. I mean, we're going to do this thing upright, and um, maybe next week, the week after, we'll take you for a little tour uh, with the camera and show you around what this is going to look like. But I think it's going to be pretty cool. I think we might want to wait till the week after next. Right. That's what I'm thinking, too. That's <laughs> yeah. why I even said it. You know what we need is an accounting podcast. 
in the in the roster. Yeah. Talking yeah. to Sean Rogers, who's a uh, accountant. Yeah. Works for an accounting hey, firm. Hey, listen, this works for everybody. If we can get 1.5 million downloads a year for this, and we're talking about cigars, and we are not professional broadcasters by any means. And we have this terrible New England accent, and we're heard in a Speak for yourself 180 on the station, 180 countries. Uh, last count, it was uh, 192. 192 countries. Um, this I don't is, even know how many countries there are, but that seems yeah, like a lot. It does. It, it seems, does. It seems like overkill. I think, yeah. I think there's only 140 countries. Well, okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. But anyway, that's, uh, that's what we're doing here, and you'll see the progress uh, as it happens. And uh, maybe we'll have somebody do a coffee podcast and let's learn about coffee it's not going to be me because i don't know enough about it but boy am i learning i'm learning i, I can there's a lot to it i don't know about hang but i can be the uh the color guy or something at, at this point <laughs> can you imagine the three of us hopped up on caffeine doing the show i am right now i make my own cold brew that stuff is potent especially we're, if i don't cut it we're doing a nitro cold brew this is cool as hell you actually pour it and it pours like a guinness with a head on it, and it's so delicious. It's like chocolatey, it's, but there's no chocolate in it. And like we, we talked to you about flavors and tastes of cigars, this is how it is with the coffee. There's, there's berries, taste of berries. and Key lime. Yeah, crazy stuff that, that's in there. And uh, But it's it, not. It's yeah, coffee. It's coffee. Just coffee. See, now, now I want key lime pie. Thank you. You wanted key lime pie. Yeah, anyways. anyway, you wanted it before you even got here. Get in my belly! Amen. I agree. <laughs> I agree. So uh, that's what's happening there. That ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Uh, each week we uh, pick a battle between two items, which one would be the winner. And this, this time, getting ready for next week, is it coffee or espresso? Coffee or espresso? Well, you can even throw in espresso base, so it could be a cappuccino uh, or any coffee base, a latte, and we'll get into the differences between all these different things. There's, there's so many uh, espresso based drinks. Now, what if I like my coffee? With a shot of espresso. Does ah, that become espresso-based? Or is it because it was coffee first? There's a name for that. I don't know what it's called, but there is a Tur- name. Turbo Extra shot. shot. Huh? Turbo shot. Turbo? Yep, turbo shot. At least that's with... And what about if I a like... A place my... that's being boycotted by New York City police officers refers to it as... Oh, really? Okay. Um, what if I like my coffee with butter in it? Is that... That's just plain weird. That's weird. And I've had it, and it's good. It's very good. Do we add that to it? Coffee with butter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the what the play is on that. A bulletproof coffee? Why is it bulletproof? That's what it's called, bulletproof coffee. Really? Yeah, because you make it in the bullet, magic bullet. Do you have to make it in the magic bullet? <coughs> well, if you don't, it's not a bulletproof coffee. No, I'm sure you could use a blender. I don't think it matters. But well, yeah. I'm going to go regular coffee. I'm going regular coffee because that's what I use as the base for all of my coffee drinking whether it's cold brew or regular hot brew for me it's coffee and then i will add espresso sometimes but i'm not into the milk based coffee foam it doesn't have to be milk based latte have you had an americano yeah i'm always disappointed i'll drink it if that's all that's there but i'm always disappointed now i'm gonna take the other argument of course listen i love coffee i drink coffee many times a day 
and it w- the majority will be probably coffee-based coffee, even though I have my own germ, uh, yeah. the germ machine. Uh, big money, espresso maker, um, but I go to the Americano. And the Americano is a double shot of espresso with hot water, turning it almost into a cup of coffee, but much more flavor. Much more flavor. I'm always disappointed. Yeah? I'm always disappointed that the temperature that it's uh, heated to typically drops the caffeine, so <coughs> you've you got to drink twice as much. See, and I'm going to go espresso because Cuban coffee is an espresso base drink. I mean, basically, it's served in a cup the size of an espresso. It just happens to have five teaspoons of sugar in it. Um, but all day, every day, espresso-based drinks. And uh, I think Dave and I are right. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> my uh, So during the move here, a lot of moves that happened. Look at my bell. It got crushed. So it's going a little bit, but it's bent. I tried straightening it out. I think I might have to go for another one after eight years. You might have to. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be espresso-based drinks that are here, but we are going to do the pour-over also. And the pour-over is ground coffee, and we actually make each cup to order and pour it over the grinds and actually, you know, like a drip coffee. Poor Sean, be- the barista, is going to be making me an awful lot of coffee. Yeah. Once he's here, I'm done making it. I'm just going to say, Sean... I need another coffee, buddy. And uh, unlike um, giving away cigars, I think we're okay to give away coffee. Are we not? Oh, we're okay to give away coffee. Okay. If you think I'm paying for it. Yeah. We've got to make this thing successful. <laughs> Will there be an a- uh, AARP discount? <laughs> I don't know if I anybody could, saw I my did. Facebook page this you, week. You know that happened But it me, ruined right? my day yesterday. And that was Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. And hey. that, a, they're the ones that did it to me, too. Yeah. I'm, I thought it was 65 or over. Thankfully, I found out it was 50 or over. So I'm only two years away from that, but it ruined my day. You are the guy who likes everything free. Your mantra is if it's free, it's for me. They gave you a discount. Just shut up and take it. No, they just called me an old bastard. and No, it's not good. You are old, and you are a bastard. Was it a pretty girl that did it to you, too? No. Because that's what happened to me. Yeah, it wasn't. And she talked to me nice and stuff. And... and, uh, I'm driving away, and there's the slip that ends up saying that, that she gave me a discount. I'm like, oh, my God. She, ruined did, the she did compliment me on the cigar. She, I was smoking a cigar, and I usually keep it in my right hand, the furthest away from the window, closest to the drive up. And she goes, oh, that smells so good. No kidding. So, you, Just like my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Yep. So we're smoking the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary. By the way, I believe Rocky Patel is in his 20th year right now. And this is the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary. So, obviously, this has been out for about five years. I'm picking up spicy espresso and uh, some dry roasted almonds. Is it because it's on your mind? No, I thought it before we even started talking about the espresso. That's, that's what you, I get out of And you love this. espresso even more than coffee. No, love I love coffee too. more than <laughs> I like espresso. I'm definitely getting what Jonathan's putting down, but there's also a little bit of fig. Mmm. little Fig Newton. Little Fig Newton. All right, I'll give Come it on. to him. There's some fig. Fig, which could be a thick raisin, right? What's it's a fig? That's all it is. That's just all a it thick is. raisin. Okay, we're going to take a break and we come back. With the FDA not allowing new cigars to come out into the market, as expected, new cigars are far and few between uh, than most years are. But we do have some standouts so far this year. Who 
can be the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. We're going to look at them when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman's Cigarco or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. 
I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Armand Asante, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we are back live from the La Fleur Dominicana Cigar Stage. Located today at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, we're smoking the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar. And with us is nobody. Rocky Patel is on vacation, well-deserved, as I said, but um, we are on our own. And smoking the Rocky Patel, we'll have him on at another show, at another date, uh, so they say, with his people. His people talk he to has, our people. He has. We don't have people. No, we, don't. we talk <laughs> <But> to Barry. <laughs> right. Gee, thanks. I'm ready to get me into the corner. Now I'm not a person. Well, you didn't make it happen. You didn't close the deal. This thing was all set. He's in Wisconsin? Wyoming. 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 What's in Wyoming? Three Rock? weeks ago at IPCPR, he said, people. I'll yeah. be there. I'll be there, definitely. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Whatever. We're the stars of this show. We're going to just do it for People don't show. People show up late. They don't show up at all. The show must go on. We did get a, uh, a mailbag uh, applauding us for uh, being, being bad, keeping, being not nice, keeping it professional. <clears throat> I got yelled at by my wife. She said, "Why do you have to dwell on it and embarrass no, people?" I, I, I was guilty about that. I took more shots at him being late than than anybody. And this is the thing about listen. We're, we're doing a, at the beginning. Jonathan started doing the podcast with us, and I wanted to be professional and be somebody I wasn't. And he said, no, just do it. Just do it the way we are, just whatever. And I fought you on it you all did. the way through. And then after a while, you just give in to who you are. And this is it. This, this is the real deal. Every but, one of us, right? This yeah, is it. WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get. Yeah. I love the fact that Laurie listens every week and she gives you feedback, but I do think that in that situation, you were very aggravated. To say the least, yeah, and and it and it almost threw you off your game to the, to that degree, and for you to be able to come out and interview the guy and still hang out with him afterwards shows an awful lot of growth on your part. Maybe we went a little far with him, but he was an hour and ten minutes late. No, he was three hours and ten minutes late from a part, from a show standpoint. Yeah. though, two different two different hats on this hat. An hour and ten minutes late for an interview. We still let him on, and that we have to prepare for it. So if you, you're going to do a podcast with us. Preparation, right? We it's have everything. to gear up, and it, it is not that every single word by any means is is it's not done. written down. No, there's bullet points though of this is the way it's going to go because we have to go to break. We have certain things that we have to take care of because there's advertisers involved here and different things. So certain things are laid out, and that has to be done in advance. 
somebody doesn't show up, it's like, okay, so we're supposed to have Rocky Patel in here from now, from 12.35 to 1 o'clock. Right. So yesterday afternoon, the decision was made, okay, most likely he's not going to come. Scrap everything you've done in that half hour. Now come up with something. Yeah, let's take, we have to take from next week's show. What we were going to talk about next week, which, which we were, which we weren't prepared for, right. completely prepared for. I will say this though, just jumping back yeah. to AJ Fernandez, I caught a lot of comments from Facebook and even logging on to the chat room this morning. There were some comments from people who listened to the show during the week, and they said that AJ was much more forthcoming in his answers than the translator was willing to let on. Ah, so, ah. so for those of you who speak Spanish. Let me know what he really said. Yeah, because he didn't say it. He just said he went deeper into it. Or- he went deeper into it. He was more forthcoming. He was more revealing. And the guy that was doing the translating pulled it back. Well, and that's why he's the national sales manager, and that's what your job is sometimes. Right. You shouldn't have said that. Really? Therefore, really we, in the boss. We didn't, we didn't say it. Um, and, and this is what we're trying to do is actually get information out of them that maybe they're holding back, and we're trying to drag it out of them in a, in a certain way. That's a good interviewer is trying to get somebody basically to cry on here. Yeah. That's or, not us you know, by yeah. any stretch. You're right. but we, we don't try. want you to cry. There's we no, try. There's no crying here, but you try to get more, you know, information of, you know, what's the new thing coming out or whatever. Well, we're not saying it yet. And stuff. What's well, your, give, what's give, your tell process? Tell us the first letter. Yeah. And, you know, what, <laughs> what kind of tobacco? You, you know, when they say no, then Barry goes, so what, what kind of tobacco is it? You know, uh, and, and is this an extension from a brand you have? We're, we're trying to get information. But going back to the point, I do think that we handled the, uh, the tardiness with a small amount of decorum. I mean, we were, we were relatively we were, professional. We had a nice amount of humor. Yeah, we were trying yeah, to... We're all guys. I mean, there's got to be some ball busting. I mean, on. I was That's... all prepared to say the flavor of the cigar didn't show up, but yeah. I'm not going to go there. No, that would be wrong <laughs> to do that. Uh, but anyway, they were good sports about it, and they stuck around for a couple hours after, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, we continued to talk uh, English and Spanish back and forth, and I don't, I don't know what I got. Maybe he said there was no need for you to talk like this, and he says, oh, no, he says, uh, this is a nice place, you know. <laughs> Completely different from what was coming out. I don't know. I should learn Spanish. I've tried, man. Me too. I'm struggling. Okay, so the FDA says no new brands after August 8th, 2017. 2016. 2016. No new brands. So at this year's IPCPR, there wasn't a lot of buzz around here's what's new and all that stuff. And even though the people put out these little brands into a single store and things like that so that they could come out with it, they were far and few between. And this year... And that also makes it kind of old news when you get to the trade show because you've already heard about it. It really isn't... It doesn't have that new feeling because, well, I already know that was a ghost brand, as Barry calls it, that was already on the market. So it did seem um, that 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 aspect of taking nothing away from the IPCPR trade show, but the aspect of... Hey, you know, and we'd all be talking in the hallways to each other, all the media guys and all that stuff. And, hey, what would you see out there? Did I miss something? That didn't exist. There wasn't a lot of, oh, my God, you got to go check this out. Here's this new thing or this new company. Zero new companies. You know, it was just the people that had line extensions and things that we knew in advance of. And let's go see what it's about. And it was a few things. And, you know, trying to make some excitement out of 
something that really truly wasn't all that exciting. So I think it only gets worse. Next year is going to be even worse than that. And then the year after that, if this thing goes all the way through, it's going to be the same exact things, absolutely nothing different. But we have to deal with them. We've got to find the things. But one of the things we have to find is usually in November, we put out the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. And we typically, after the trade show, know the things that have been ordered, know the things that we tried and were decent, and these are the things that are going to be coming in. What are, what are the new things that we're taking in, and are they contenders for the Cigar of the Year? Or can they be – we're not picking the contenders of the year, but what could possibly be those contenders for the Cigar of the Year? So uh, let's go to some of them and uh, see what we think. Um, and for, to start off with – um, the people at Drew Estates, they had a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, lots of tins, lots of their acid brands. Acid, Blondie, and Red. Um, very interesting, by the way. Red, I believe, is a cinnamon type of uh, flavor. But you can't say flavor, infused, whatever word. That they have made red, gold, and candela, which is green. So they go into colors as opposed to flavor profiles of them. I'll be honest with you, I ordered them. I didn't smoke any of them because there's no sense in me smoking them. I know it's not to my taste profile. They're going to sell well. I believe they're going to sell well because the Acid Blondie is the number one selling size of all, all acid cigars, and now here they are with three other ones. It's a no-brainer. Good, good, good bet on that one, right? Yeah. Yeah, Rocky did the same thing with Java Red. Yeah, Java Red. He has Java Mint, which may go to Java Green, Green. Yep. also. Um, and and Mint is an interesting word because the Nat Sherman, who has a Nat Sherman Mint, actually changed it to Nat Sherman Menthol. So they must see a problem, preeminent problem with the Mint word. So uh, Rocky, the, the talk of Rocky, and that was one of the things I was going to ask him, is... What's the reason behind this? Because the, the, the rumble is that you're going to change mint to green. And we see that that's exact. Well, they went with Candela when it comes to acid blondie. Menthol must have some tobacco definition that makes it acceptable. Well, it does with cigarettes because um, you've got cools at Newports with the menthol and it's allowed. Therefore, menthol is going to be allowed. But I don't know if menthol and mint is going to be close. Acid blondie Candela may not be a mint at all. It may be just Candela wrapper, the green right. wrapper on it. So I don't know if Which that... would go with what they did when they came out with the Maduro. It was, basically, it was the same basic flavor profile yeah. with that sweeter wrapper on the outside. So can an acid product, an infused product, be the cigar, be a contender for Cigar of the Year? It's actually never been. That's I'm, interesting. I'm, I'm going to weigh in. No, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> So you're unsure right now, Barry, if, if you think this is. <laughs> I, I agree. I think uh, not a chance. But um, Well, you, we do get crap every time a uh, care package has a sweet tip cigar or yeah, anything. If, you, if we ever put a yeah. flavored one in there, somebody might say something. Yeah, most likely you listen to a show like this. You're a purist. You, you, uh, you, know, you want a real, not, I don't know, what's a nice way to say it? It's not, it's not that it's a real cigar. And let me tell you. There's a lot of people that started smoking an acid cigar that turned into regular cigar smokers right. and great cigar smokers. I mean, they really know their stuff, and that's where they start. So it's almost like a place to start. level. Yeah. yeah, as a sweet tip cigar is. Yeah. You know, I 
we sold tons of them over the years, and it's because uh, they, that's how people start off with. Uh, aging Room, the uh, Aging Room Solaris Shade. I actually smoked that this week. And? The first two-thirds were phenomenal. <laughs> You're going to just stop there? Yeah, that's it. Yes. I, my mom told me if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. Now, the first two-thirds were just so good that the final third didn't live up to the first two-thirds. Now, granted, if that final third was existent all the way through, it probably would have been a really good cigar anyway because it was enjoyable, but it just didn't meet the first two-thirds. And I, I do find with shade stuff, when the uh, you get close to the end, they do get they tend to get a little more on the on the acrid side. Whereas a cigar like the one we're smoking here, the Rocky Patel 15th anniversary, it, it, the moisture content on the end isn't going to change the flavor of the cigar. Yeah, um, I smoked that cigar at the show, but because you're smoking so many cigars and you're not smoking any of them down to the very end, I'm, I'm lighting the cigar and making a decision: Are we making this purchase at the point? It was very good, and the answer was yes. I never got down there, so I don't know what ends mm -hmm. up happening in there. We'll end up seeing. Uh, we'll have it on the show and see what it's about. What's this Asylum O-B-L-O-N-G? Oblong. It's, uh, what is it? Medulla Oblongata. Oh, so, Oblongata. Yeah, Oblong. so one side, it's a 50-count box. One side of it is a round traditional cigar. The other uh, side of the box is a box press cigar. Okay. So... This is interesting, though. Now, now you, I remember now completely. So we did make this purchase of it. I, I smoked one of them, whichever one it was. And I said, wow, this is weird. You know, you're going to have both of them. The problem that's going to happen is only one of them is going to sell. The other one's going to sit there. He says, then you put the, the, uh, the box press on both sides, if that's what you think. I said, why would you say put the box press on both sides? Because the round one is the one that's going to sell. This is me and Christian Aroa. And he said, no, absolutely, the box press is going to be the seller. And I said, oh, no, it's absolutely the round one. And he said, sounds like a wager to me. Did yeah. you bet with him? I made a bet. Nice. One dollar. That's right. <laughs> the standard amount? Yeah. Tra a little See trading this? places action here. A little trading <laughs> places. We did. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the round one. Uh, so we'll end up seeing. But interesting. Here's something. And Christian has done some interesting things over the years. But that'll be interesting. Uh, Cro-Magnon. Uh, Anthropology, the Intemperance, new sizes, the Neanderthal, new sizes. Do those all count, or those are all for out of the I country? I thought they for out of the country, right. so therefore they don't count. Okay. They don't count because we can't Sorry, sell skip. them. And why do we say they don't count is because it has to be readily available. We have these criterias that say... And, and this may change as time goes on, that's for sure, but the criteria is they had to come out during the end of... Um, when we shut it off last year, which was probably October last year, <coughs> up until October this year, it had to be available to consumers. It can't be a ultra-limited release that you can't get, which has gone away also because everything is not. It may be they can't be limited editions, but yeah. they can be limited production. Yeah. Well, we saw that with the Tatuaje TAA release. The box says 2014 because they couldn't do TAA 2017 right. on the box. Could they have removed the year and just call it the TAA? They could. Yeah. That's what the didn't. LFD box Because says. It, it caused it problems TAA. for us because yeah. you had people say you sent the I had people call ones. me up yelling that I sent them the wrong one, explain to them, and they were like, okay. And there's a subtle difference. On the side of the band, the old one says TAA exclusive, and the new one says limited exclusive or something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, okay. Uh, four Kicks, Four Kicks Maduro. There was a lot of talk about that. 
Uh, that's by Crown Heads. Mm-hmm. You had the Fratello Navetta. Looking forward to trying. Yeah. Uh, Gilberto Oliva, which I, is an old brand. I actually like the uh, Sumatra on that. Really interesting aroma on the cigar. Yeah, so they have a Sumatra, a Connecticut, and what else? And That's it. Just the two for now. Okay. And um, Hammer and Sickle has the Berlin Wall box pressed. I've smoked that Which many I've times. Which I've smoked a lot because he comes by Nashua all the time. and uh, Very good. It is very good. Very good. Is that the same exact cigar box pressed? Because uh, not Supp- that I allegedly, <laughs> it's good. It's real good. There's something, and we did that. We did that episode with Victor that time where we had a box press one and the same exact yeah. cigar round, and it changes, changes. how the cigar smokes. Yeah. Uh, LFD Lenox Petite. I think it's going to be a big seller. Yep, it was available as a five count box last year, and uh, they put it out this year as a fifty count box. Okay. And uh, speaking of that, <clears throat> and I'm going out of turn here. It seems like a lot of cigars are coming out as small versions of those cigars. And I've been smoking a lot of these smaller cigars, and I am digging smaller cigars Do you right think now. that the tobacco that they're using in the smaller cigars, that they've been just sitting on it, and they say, you know what, we've got to do something with this, so let's make the smaller version? And it's aged longer it's and got, stuff? Because it's got more age on it because the, I'm, I'm, a, I'm with you completely. Yeah. The, uh, I'm sure you're going to get to it, but the new Aladino, yeah, in that small size, the is Santee. for phenomenal. Yeah, ninety four rated Barry Stein. Ninety four, a little five dollar cigar, and there's a thumbs up from Sean over there. It is fantastic. I gave the Toro a ninety seven. Wow! Yeah. So that looks like a contender. Are they slipping that, you that, cash that looks behind like the a, scenes? What's going a on over here? Finalist. There we go. Uh, La Colometa. Black Honey. Now, this is something from the well, uh, Black Honey's limited edition from Warped. Yeah, um, it came out. Years ago, and yeah. they're bringing it back, and it's going to be a, re- a limited release, but regular production. Um, that I am unsure. Yeah. Okay. There was a th- there was a little buzz around that one. Yeah. It was know, a cigar that you uh, took a gamble on. Yeah. Without smoking. Yeah. Uh, La Galera. Um, New size, the Pilone. Pilone uh, in Maduro. Lumeroso Crown Heads. Smoked that earlier this week. I enjoyed that a lot. All right, so that'll be interesting. Uh, Debonair Daybreak. We all know we like that one. I haven't had it. I'm looking forward to trying it. I think we smoked it on the show. I no. I haven't had the. I either. got to smoke it. We all picked one. Ah, all right. And there maybe was two, and you could smoke the other. I think I did smoke the other one. Uh, perfect for me. I actually smoked one of those at the trade show early in the day. Uh, I went over there, he gave me one, and I smoked the whole thing, again, right up my alley. Yeah. Right up my alley. Uh, I, you know, I, and I love Phil. The thing is, with a regular debonair, kind of full-bodied, man. It's kind of a little past medium and full. It's a full-bodied. Uh, His Maduro get, is a little milder. And it I, is. That one I get a little sweetness to it. I agree. That, that Maduro, one I can, that one I I can handle. Through, but the regular one is just a, a tad over the strength profile for me. Uh, Panther Dominican, uh, this is a cigar we have not even received yet. I smoked the samples, uh, ordered a bunch of them. Uh, hopefully they'll be in, but... Um, Something I'm hoping comes in that could make the cut is Wayfarer. Yes. From Serena. Yep, yep, we'll watch for that. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle, a lot of talk on yeah, that one. limited. Yep, yep. Um, but I, I think a regular production of it, you know, it's going to be ongoing, but just limited amounts you receive. Okay. Which... Does that end up hurting it? I would say it does hurt. If, if we can't readily get, get it, it, but yep. we'll see what ends up happening. Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Connecticut. 
that's that might be my favorite Connecticut on the market right now. That in the torpedo, and I smoked all the sizes. They're all good, but the torpedo in that is great, and it's it's reminds me of the difference in the different sizes when it comes to Garofalo. I smoked that in Nicaragua while we were there. Remember, they had everything laid out. Yes. What do you want to smoke? And that was my go-to. In the torpedo is the exact one I got. It has to be the torpedo, man. And, and, and listen, the, the other size are good, in the world. but there's something about a Perdomo torpedo. Is the that, best. No doubt about it. And they're selling like hotcakes, that torpedo. Rocky Patel's coming out with a new vintage, 2006. San, uh, San Andreas. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I, I, I'll be curious to see if that shows up. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Siri Grand Reserva, 1988. <laughs> he just he cracks himself up. Yes, good. Because <laughs> Rocky didn't show. No, I think it's he's an island unto himself yeah. over there. He can just have his uh, little. He's amusing himself. He yes, launched yeah. bombs onto the show. When he was a kid, they just put him in a corner and he would start laughing and stuff and go off on his own. I don't know if it's on your list, but Vegas Cubanis from my father. Yes. Specifically the Corona size. Oh, specifically the Corona I mean, size. I've probably smoked that more than anything in the last month. That was the original white pepper milkshake when that cigar came out. Did you get any of that? There's some white pepper. Yeah. Yep. And I got a cool story about this, if you don't mind sure. me hogging the air Hog for a little it. bit. Go. So back in the day, I used to own a cigar shop in Brooklyn, and this little person, I mean a midget, uh, you know, yeah, a little person, yeah. um, comes in. Glenn Guten was his name, and you got to try this cigar. This guy's going to be the biggest name in cigars. you got to smoke it. And there were a couple different brands. One he was of which, the rep? He was the rep. A, a little a guy. Little, little guy, yep. No kidding. And, you know, they're uh, just regular people. They're just smaller. They can have jobs <laughs> Yeah. that aren't involved in uh, Wizard of Oz. And I felt bad when the cigars came in. We put it on the top shelf so he couldn't reach it without <laughs> a lot of <laughs> Oh, my God. But we it's, sold it's out worse. of the Vegas Cubano quick. Is he still in the business? No, he's not. No? Okay. And uh, so we reordered it. And when we reordered it, we put him on the shelf, closed up shop. The next morning we came in. Every single cigar on the shelf unraveled. Wow. So we called him up, told him, get rid of these cigars. This guy, Don Pepin Garcia, will be nobody. He'll never oh. amount to anything. Boy, wrong. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and here he is, what's old is new again, Vegas Cubana. Vegas Cubana was an awesome cigar, and I don't know if it was, and they, they, they changed the packaging on it. It was the look of the packaging, which was... You know, kind of generic type of look early on. Now it's looking really good, and it was always a great cigar. Always a great cigar. Um, and he was hot. He was on fire, and, and uh, it's it's kind of one of the ones that brought him to the game. So it's coming back, and uh, I think it's going to come back strong. Winston Churchill, the late hour. Phenomenal. See, and the first time I smoked it, I didn't like it. The second time I smoked it, I wound up smoking it a third time and a fourth time. Well, here's the here's time. the problem, and you've got to get past it because we have a long, strong relationship with a lot of manufacturers, and before they release the cigar, they usually send us some. Yes. And what's your opinion, blah, 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 blah. There's a reason why they're not ready to release because they're not ready. Right. But we're smoking them not ready, but you have to actually take that – not ready, underaged, whatever you yep. want to call it. No, it's not finished yet. Out mm. of the equation and say, okay, I can see that this is going to be awesome. Yep. And then when it finally comes out, here's the finished product. The blender smoked them, smoked them, smoked them, and then said, okay, they're ready to go. Right. And then we get them and we go, oh, my God, it's really good. Mm. And they can actually tell in advance that this thing is going to improve. And we got to get up on our game to... 
be able to get past that. And I get like cigars are no cheap date, and a lot of times that first opinion is the only opinion. But you should always give a cigar a second shot before you write it off. Of course. If I wrote it off, I went to bought my third and my fourth and so on. Yeah. So Chatter Oak came out at the tail end of last year. So that would be in there along with Tabernacle, along with um, Mi Korea. Yep. They weren't included in last year no, because they came in late, December yep. or something. And he'll have Todos Los Dios coming out in a couple of weeks. Yep. What so about uh, Rough Rider? That came in kind of late last year. Sweet no, tips. that came this year. That came this year. Rough Ride is one that can fit. Absolutely sweet tip, but it's, you know, can that possibly win? No, they, they yell when we send it to them. It's pretty good, though. I mean, it, it, it sells like crazy, I'll tell you. Cut it and smoke it backwards if you want. There we go. Uh, Diamond Crown Black Diamond. Now, you remember we got it before the FDA, but we were the only ones in the whole country that got that before. Right, it became nationwide on Black Friday. Yeah, so it would actually fit in. Um, there's new sizes of Byron's. Um, I don't know if we've actually, we haven't even smoked it yet on the show. I haven't even had one yet. Oh I know you guys had it at the God. show. Yeah, Very. so I'm jealous. There is a new favorite. There is a new king in it's town. Not, it's not out yet. Yeah. But holy God, when this thing comes out, um, Avo Synchro, that came in at the tail end last year? No, it came out earlier. It came out around came out before the show, I think. Okay. Ritmo? Ritmo came out this year. Okay. Um, Balmoral, the XO. Balmoral's been out for a while, hasn't it? I don't know if that XO. I don't know about the XO, but that's limited. Okay. How about um, the Oscar? That came in January. This year. Right. So that falls in it. Um, the Padron in the square tubes. Yep. April or May. What's that called? Soberano? Soberano, Presidente. Yeah. Um, last call, A.J. Fernandez. That was That's new for us, and yeah. But was it that, that came in late last year? That came in this year for, for two guys. Yeah, but I mean for national When it came release? out, I think it came out sometime last year, yes. I'm not sure when. Yeah, we've got to check on that. So that's what I got. You guys got anything else different than... You got mine. You hit them all. Yeah. Well, you got the Aroa First 20 Colorado. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, Perla de Marmaduro. Yeah, that's good, too. Which is a throwback to the original Maduro. Yeah. You know, everybody's making a strong cigar, and I figured Connecticut Broadleaf, it would be a strong cigar, but it was sweet like an old-school Maduro. So what I want to ask you, the listener, go on to thecigarauthority.com and contact us we're going to start thinking about putting these uh, contenders. Usually we like six, seven, eight contenders to make up the pack. Um, and which, I'm going to say this. Yeah. In the interest of full disclosure, if you like certain cigars and it doesn't make the cut for some reason, we, I end up getting a lot of these emails, so I'm, I'm not responding to every single one, and they may not all make it on the air. So just know that when you send it in. We do appreciate that you send it in. But for some yeah, reason, certainly something we, may not we make the have cut. to have liked it and tested it, you know. And the, and the test is we're testing it with all our employees. Then we're testing it to the consumer, and we put it out there to the consumer. We track the consumer. Does the consumer come in and try one, and next time buy more of them, or do they not buy any more? 
You know, so all these things go in there, and they, they don't realize they're voting, but they're voting with their wallet. Right. Their, their vote is very, very important, what happens within the stores uh, of how it goes. I talk to other retailers myself all the time, uh, what's moving for them, what's going or whatever, because if they end up saying, oh, my God, we're doing really good with this, and we're not. We reintroduce it to our staff. We move it into a better spot within the store so customers see it, see, see if we can get it going. You know, we want to give everything a chance. Everything's going to get a fair chance going in to see who the contender of the cigar of the year is. We make up the packs. Then we take the voting from the consumer, again, still on the sales, and then we find a cigar of the year. A lot goes into it. This is not an advertiser. This is not a you know, pay-to-play type of thing. This is what is the best cigar of that year uh, to come out, and we come up with a cigar of the year. We've been doing it since 1992. We're going to keep doing it as long as something new continues to come out. And then at that point, maybe change it up, and then it becomes what was the hottest cigar of the year or whatever. So uh, that's that. Rocky Patel, 15th anniversary. What do you think? I got uh, a little sweetened condensed milk mixed with my espresso and then a little almond milk foam at the end. The almond is, is still in there. Heavier than I remembered. Yes. Yeah, it got a little heavy. Yeah. So for everybody that got the care package, um, the sheet that comes with the care package said that you got the Rocky Patel Decade. Ah, really? Yeah, it was what I had on my desk. And being that they packaged the cigars so far away from my desk. Yeah, a good, a good 10 feet. Yes. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch it. So your sheet says Decade, but you did get the correct cigar. Yeah. And um, I think we have a Rocky coming up later in the year, but maybe it is decade coming up in the future. I don't know. But anyway, something's coming up. But uh, that's what we got there. Uh, We're going to go to break right now. When we come back, what's new in the cigar world? Plenty, says Barry Stein, and we're going to give you those details. We'll light up a cigar from my vault. One celebrating 10 years tomorrow is the anniversary date of the cigar, and it says so right on the box. From the trade show before the IPCP. We'll explain when we return. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. 
In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar! 
Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. A blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple-fermented, five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. Got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep our composure. With your host. Come on, Diablo. David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage. You've heard us talk about the IPCPR, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association. Well, they've only been around for about nine years because 10 years ago, there was a different name. And we're going to dig into the vault from 10 years ago at the I, at the RTDA. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority podcast, broadcasting over eight years and now the longest continually running cigar podcast. Voted the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Voted the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. And now the most listened to cigar podcast in the world, Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Barry, I'm going to take it from here, and you can chime in on anything that I left out because I have information on this cigar we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And this is from August 6th, 2007. I actually printed right on the box. And this was given to me at the trade show in Houston, Texas, and at the Davidoff dinner that happened that night. Before the Golden Band Awards, this was just the Davidoff dinner. Yes, and it was in Houston, Texas, as I say. It's the limited release 2007 called the Davidoff Puro Robusto Capa Dominicana. And the release date, as I say, August 6, 2007. This is 5 and 3 eighths by 52. It's a box of 10. They had a suggested retail price at that time at $18 a piece, box of $10, $180. There was only 10,000 cigars ever produced. That's 1,000 boxes ever made of this cigar. And it was known as a full-bodied cigar in 2007. And uh, at the bottom of the box, they're all numbered. This is box number 27. Wow. 
And that night, we were to open the box, and we were to get a cigar out of it. So we have nine cigars left because that day I smoked um, one of the cigars. I must have been with somebody. Two, four, six, eight. I must have been with somebody. So there's eight cigars that are left. I'm going to guess you were there with Ed. Very possible. And it's, uh, it's said that this cigar I'm gonna was, throw it to you guys. was a uh, early rendition of what would become the uh, Puro de Oro. Really? Okay. I'm nervous. So 10 years, dry boxed, ready to go. Um, so after 75 years on the t- uh, of the RTDA, uh, ten years ago tomorrow, they stated uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, yeah, ten years ago tomorrow. And Barry, by the way, I only have uh, one side of my headphone going. I don't know if uh, something's wrong over there. But because of anti-tobacco, thank you, because of anti-tobacco environment, the board of directors, which I was sitting on at the time, but did not get a vote for or against this because I had just got in again on my second term, and there was a year space in between. So during that year, they decided they were going to change. After 75 years, they were going to change the name of the RTDA, Retail Tobacco Dealers of America. Changed its name of the organization to the IPCPR, which still I have a hard time with IPCPR, but turning it into the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association. Um, the design, uh, the change was designed to better represent and focus the organization and make it clear the distance from cigarettes and even machine-made cigars. So the RTDA, standing for the Retail Tobacco Dealers Association, said there's a problem with that name. R standing for retailers. We are retailers and we will keep the R for retailers. Tobacco, that's not what we are. We are not tobacco people. We are cigar and pipe retailers. Dealers. Too much of an association with drugs, drug dealers, basically. They thought the word was bad. We are not dealers. We are retailers. And it is an association, A, for the association. So changing it to the international, because we're not a U.S.-based, as America was mentioned, the RTDA. We are an international organization. Uh, U.S.-based, but still international, premium. We're not to be confused with mass-market products or machine-made products. The group is about premium products. Cigars. The bulk of the retailers' main products are cigars, and the old name never mentioned them at all, so they incorporated the word cigars. Pipe. This is where I would have had an argument, basically, with them, but I didn't actually get a vote. Uh, It is not a major item for most retailers within this group. I know there's some that, you know, started out as pipe retailers and the name of their their stores are based on pipes and things like that. But talking to those retailers, the bulk of their business is cigars and they have it because that's just the direction um, retailers went to. But they ended up including the word pipes and again, keeping the word retailers, it stays on because the organization is um, not manufacturers, not media, not consumers. It's about retailers. So I want to say that to consumers out there, media people that are out there, um, everybody that says, you know, this should be open to everybody. The organization is 
a retail organization. It's not a manufacturer's organization. It's an organization. Manufacturers have their own organization, and consumers have their own organization. You want a consumer organization? Cigar Rights of America is a consumer-driven organization. I'm part of it because I'm a consumer myself, so of course I buy into it. You guys should buy into it. For manufacturers, you have your organizations like the uh, TA... Um, what is it? The... Um, um, CRA? No, CAA, Cigar Association of America, which is basically all manufacturers. I was part of that myself, uh, not any longer, but I was part of that. The IPCPR is International Premium Cigar Pipe Retailers. That's why the change ended up happening. Um, it so almost sounds like you could have written it. The only thing is pipes. Pipes, I mean, I mean, which is not terrible, you're on, but you're it's You're on board with almost all that. So... Um, this, this cigar came out for the show. Barry, did I miss anything on the cigar itself? You did not miss anything other than it was allegedly a rumored to be an early version of the Puro Diora. Okay. And Puro meaning it's pure Dominican, Dominican right? wrapper, wrapper filler, binder, but, filler. Okay. So uh, I don't have the years of the tobacco that was used in this at all, but I know this cigar was given to me 10 years ago tomorrow yep. at, the, at the show. And you know how we always get in trouble for the way we butcher the Spanish language, and we call it a puro. Uh, but when I lived in Miami, I used to get yelled at all the time that it's actually puro. 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 P-U as P-O-O-R-O. Puro. Puro. Not rich, but poor. So... <laughs> I used to be Poro, and then I got a job. <laughs> okay, so let's give it a cut and light and see what the cigar is all about because, uh, you know, I, I actually haven't smoked a cigar in 10 years myself. So uh, let's see what it is. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars. They stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So I think I kept it well. It mm. seems perfectly humidified. <coughs> and I mean nothing negative about this. But there, there's something about the Davidoff cold draw that kind of reminds me a little bit of wet grass. He, I'm getting fun dip. So I'm going to say this San Vincente in it would be a guess. 100%. Right. So that is the... Um, I don't know. You know, the you go into a basement, and it's got it's that. It's umami sense. Yeah, I wasn't going to use the word mildew, but yeah. it, it kind of has that dewy. And thankfully, it doesn't usually carry over to the cigar. Um, it's just something take, that doesn't sit with my palate. You take a fun dip stick, you dip it into the fun dip, and instead of just licking it off, you take a bite, and you get a little bit of the candy, so you got a, some of that chalky component, but there's some sweet, fruity essence going on on that cold draw. No, don't get that at all. Is Fun Dip still out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't share a Fun Dip. No, you do right? That's You know that sore in your mouth? They do. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to light our uh, Puro Dominicano with the Vertigo Twister. It features a flip-out bullet punch, four jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Easy, easy single action on this. You just flip it to the side and boom. You are lit and ready to rock and roll. The Vertigo Twister retails for twenty-seven ninety-nine. You look at it and you'd think the tank's not going to be big enough to fuel those jets, but it's got the hidden big ass tank. It's in there somewhere. 
the whole damn lighter's tank, man. Ooh, turkey. Really? Oh. Turkey skin. Turkey skin. Crispy Not you know turkey what? skin. I get it. I hate you. I get it. I hate him. I really hate him. Yeah, like a little it's greasy. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, turkey skin. <laughs> it is. Uh, it could be chicken skin. No, chicken no, skin's a little fattier. Yeah. This is turkey, turkey skin, man. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Sean. Give it to me. All right. There There's only go. five people smoking this, so, and got a couple left if somebody comes in, but. Draws a little snug. Hurry up, which I wouldn't, the two guys wouldn't have expected. <laughs> a little fatty. A little fatty. It doesn't taste. But not beef fatty. It is turkey fatty. It doesn't taste to me like Cure the Oro, but we didn't, we didn't mention the cap. The cap is that uh, curly Q tipped, laid over to the side uh, cap. So this could have been the precursor. So this was the idea of Davidoff doing a... Pure Dominican cigar, much like Lido Gomez, Lafleur Dominicana, much like uh, Fuente, Fuente with, Opus. with the Opus, and here was Davidoff's version of a all Dominican cigar. Which now you, I would think that they could make the argument. What year did that come out? Two thousand seven. Ten years ago oh, tomorrow. But it's, no, it came out after the February because the two thousand date is February thirteenth, I believe. No, August eighteenth. August 18, 2016. Seven. February 7th. February. It's February something. I think it's February 13th. I think 13th, it's the day before it. Valentine's Day. Yes. Is the predicate date of someone doesn't have to apply. That's a brand that was on the market. So they just missed that because they could have made the argument that this became Pura de Oro, which became Yamasa, and they'd be all set. But this came out too late. Well, that box could be branded because that's the day it was given to everybody at the dinner. True. It could have been um, out when did the Davidoff actually start selling it? After this. Uh, this was the first time we ever smoked it. It was there, at there. You open the box up. Here it is. It was a presentation. It was a big deal. And um, I don't know. I don't know. Jeez, you're talking about a thousand boxes were ever made. There was probably couple hundred retailers so they got rid of a couple hundred boxes right there and then you we bought whatever we bought i i don't recall we have to buy them we had to have bought them right but it, it was 10 years ago i can't remember isn't it amazing how much davidoff prices have gone up since then well, well eight, cigars eight, in general 18 for the limited 18 release. for a limited release now would probably be about 26 27 i mean if you look at the the master blend that just came out that had a 30 dollar price tag to it we're yeah, close getting, to it. It's getting, uh, it's getting up there. So let's talk about ten years ago today. What we were, to what were we talking about at the RTDA, which at the end of the trade show it turned into the IPCPR right there and then. Um, that was when everybody was talking about uh, the proposal to use tobacco taxes to fund the state children's health insurance fund S chip. That's what the discussion was that at that trade it's been show. Been that long, and it was a fight. There were separate meetings and separate rooms during the trade show where everybody left the trade show floor to say, oh, my God, this is the beginning and the end, um, and this Little can't happen. And, you know, listen, it, early on, they were talking $10 per cigar, S-chip. I remember that. $10 a cigar. Yep, I remember that. And the fight was that um, liquor was paying $0.05, cents and cigars at that time was paying 
two and a half, three cents, two and a half cents, I believe, is how much it was on a cigar at that time. And um, then it became a battle between the, the, the people making machine-made cigars that said, we don't want it be, to be a percentage-based. We want it to be an actual, I mean, we don't want it to be a dollar amount. We want it to be a percentage-based. And that should be uh, for anybody with inexpensive cigars. It should be a percentage. Well, that, that being said, then a percentage base is a $10 cigar is $3, and a $0.10 cent cigar is a third of a cent. So that was the battle that went on, and that's the way they ended up wanting. That's why it looked like it was going to be $3 on a cigar, uh, $10, and then down to $3, and then it was—, it was And this, is, this happened, actually, the government said, you guys fight it out and figure out how mathematically we're going to get this amount of money. So the, the industry broke up at that point and said, okay, we want it to be a third of a cent for us. That means it's going to be $3 for us? That's not fair. And then it was agreed upon that, okay, it's going to be... Um, a percentage and then capped? Capped at 75 cents. Is that it? No, 42? 42 cents on a 75-cent cigar. So look at a 75-cent cigar got crippled. A 75-cent cigar ends up getting 42 cents of Ugh. tax. And that was the end of the dollar cigar. There was never a dollar cigar ever again because it never could be. That's tough, man. And, and you got to think about the poor old guy that's yeah. buying his Box 50 machine-made cigar. That's what he can afford. That's what he likes. And listen, we, we may poo-poo that, but that's his little vacation that he takes yeah. a couple times a day. Right. And that poor guy now, now ends up paying. Yeah. So that was the big thing, was, was that fight, that battle that was going on. on. On the trade show floor, a new cigar was introduced called Defiance. Do you remember that? No. Barry? Defiance. Yeah, that was through Zycar, wasn't Zycar. it? Yep. And the idea of that cigar was to help raise money for the state's political activities. Uh, the brand never survived, nor did the activities ever happen. Like, we would buy a whole bunch of cigars, and the idea was that... All, they, they would know who bought what cigars, therefore this state would get what all the retailers in New Hampshire sold of that brand, and then we would receive it for our state organization. We had a state organization, and we sold the cigars, and to be honest with you, we never got a dime. So I don't know whatever happened, but then the That's brand, why it failed. Right. You don't pay your bills. So it never ended up happening. Uh, another brand that uh, made its surface on there, which was going to be the new hot thing. Everybody was talking about this. It was a brand called Scarface Cigars. Remember that, Barry, at all? That one I do not recall. Fully licensed for Universal Studios. It was introduced and, again, went nowhere. Uh, all the sizes had to do with the movie and, and things like that. And these things never work out, you know. Uh, former Boston Red Sox pitcher Louis Tiant was promoting his El Tiante 23 Series cigar. This was his third and last time coming out with uh, a cigar brand. Um, and there it was, and we bought into it again. And uh, That one was, of the three, that one was, um, what's the best way to put it? Better? The least offensive? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it so, was palatable. Yeah, so that was uh, Louis Tiant. It only sold well when he was in the store signing baseballs. That's yeah, the problem. The introduction of it, of people saying, oh, let me try that, and then he comes in the store, and then everybody shows up for that and then a little bit at the tail end then it ends up dropping off and unfortunately this is what i see that happens uh each time um how much taste does uh taste is due to a wrapper a new series 
of the 1495 with the same interior blend was introduced, Barry. Anything? Uh, La Aurora? Yes. There was so, Brazilian, Cameroon, Connecticut, and Corojo. Were you working there at the time? Uh, not at the time. This was before you worked before there? Before my oh, time. Oh, I thought I was going to bring up something. You were there and watch how that happened. So, well, well, everything that happened in that company while Barry was there, he did it. Yeah. He did it all. <laughs> so five different no. rappers, Ecuadorian, Connecticut, Cameroon, Brazil, Maduro and Dominican uh, grown Corojo. Okay, I was five, off on one. Five different wrappers, all robusto sizes, yep. and that was the whole lineup yep. of it. There and, was a tray for them. And they were the same filler binder. Yep. Uh, and, and the only were, thing changed was wrapper. Very, very interesting to do. And blended by Jose Blanco. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. So that was interesting, and uh, just no legs. It went away, right? Went away. So. Ten years later, you look at these were the things, the big talk at the show. Got sold off to those people that put out catalogs. Yeah, yeah. Ended up, uh, and hey, listen, manufacturers, I know you listen to the show, but if you end up, uh, it becomes a race to the bottom. You end up letting, uh, putting no um, stronghold on your brand and controlling Mm -hmm. it all and just let it free for all. The guy wrote the check, let him do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Usually the go-to thing for these guys, uh, bury it. You know, sell it off real fast, ruin the brand, and then go back to the retailer and say, hey, can you take the cigar on again or whatever? And they say, I, hell no. It stopped selling because somebody online sold it for what I paid for it. Yeah. So this is what ends up happening over and over. And we watch it. This is 10 years ago. We watch it happen uh, each and every time. So that was uh, the change up of the uh, RTDA to the IPCPR. And this was um, the absolute last cigar out there. So let's right now find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. This week, Frank Herrera of H New Media announced that the companies he is representing, Global Premium and Island Gym, to name two, have filed for a stay in their lawsuit against the FDA. According to Frank Herrera, H New Media feels this extension provides relief for issues that were raised in their June 1st, 2016 filing challenging the FDA's May 10th, 2016 deeming regulations. So a stay means hold. A hold, and they can reopen it at a later date. Not just on hold. Uh, Additionally, the IPCPR, CRA, and CAA filed for a 30-day extension based on the announced Rule changes by the FDA last week. Since the extension came at the request of the cigar industry, the FDA due dates for documentation remain the same. The 30-day extension puts opening arguments on December 28th, which is a weekend, meaning the case probably will not be heard until next year. A pair of ballot initiatives have been filed in South Dakota that could get voted on in the November elections that would raise tobacco taxes to 45 or 55 percent from the current 35. Lastly, in the city of Sin, no, not Las Vegas, but rather Lynn, Massachusetts, just to our south, you now need to be 21 years old to purchase tobacco. And Dave, I have to ask, living here in the region, do you know how Lynn Lynn, the city of Sin, got its name? I don't. How? 
It was uh, due to it got it in the Roaring Twenties due to the city's reputation of crime and vices and in notorious flappers. And it was it came from a poem, and we saw how well a poem being read went on the assholes. So I won't uh, I won't tell you the poem, but that's what it has to do. With. So so back you said a word I didn't even know what it meant. Lassers. Uh, flappers. Flappers. What's that? Uh, it was girls in the twenties that didn't dress the style. They started introducing the mini skirts, different type of haircuts, a lot uh, of tassels on they, their outfits. They, they were basically fast and loose. Okay, and that's what's up in the cigar world. What's up in the cigar world was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses Grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up! Next week, the good five-cent cigar is back, but now... It's $5, but we're going to talk about low-priced cigars and a cigar that's actually priced at $5 everywhere in the country, regardless of the tobacco tax. Um, it's impossible. It's impossible, but we'll, uh, we'll actually smoke that next week in our new Studio 21. And uh, the following week, Eric Hansen from Hammer & Sickle will be here for our annual prediction episode. So guys, get to work on that. For your predictions, and let's uh, put something together, and let's uh, see if we can blow your minds in the coming shows. Right now, it's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. The Don Raphael Offer of the Day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Who else? Everyone has a price. Would you do this, and if so, for how much? Did I do this one before? <laughs> yes, you did. I thought I did. It looks familiar. Okay. $500 to go old school and pour whiskey into a cut as it only forms antiseptic. Did you write this? You must wait till the wound heals and then get paid. It's the only form of antiseptic, and then you wait until the wound heals, and that's when you get your final payment. So it's old school. You used to get a cut, and your grandfather would pour whiskey in the cut. So you get a cut, you pour the whiskey in, you only get paid after it heals. Correct. So if it gets an infection, doesn't heal, you get no payment. They cut right. your arm off, doesn't no no payment. All right. So I asked you for some, and you gave me this one. So I should have read this in advance. Maybe I wouldn't have put it on. But no, <laughs> five hundred bucks. Would whiskey is an antiseptic in a cut. I would absolutely do it. Uh, I've I, done I, it. Uh, yeah, I would do it. Yeah, sign me up, Jonathan. I'll take you five hundred dollars. I would do it for nothing. I don't know about nothing. I mean, you've got a gaping wound that needs antiseptic instead of using Neosporin and a butterfly. I don't have any ne Neosporin. I'd use whiskey. Whatever you got there, it's an alcohol-based thing. It's going to clean it out. It burns, man. So does Neosporin, doesn't it? <laughs> no. No? No. Okay. Neosporin makes it feel better. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Whiskey would make it feel worse. 500 bucks. Yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. What was that stuff that used to come in the white in the white container with the red circle logo <clears throat> that you would squirt on a wound whenever you skinned your knee when we were kids? What the orange stuff? No, nah, it was a clear clear liquid. It was like uh, uh, Bactine. Okay, it's just like putting Bactine on a wound. Do you remember the orange stuff though? So you fall down and you skin your knee and it's gaping. You've got just road rash. Yeah, my you're mom would pour, put Bactine on the knee. You're going to pour whiskey on it. Bactine, whiskey, same thing, $500, yeah. sign me up. Uh, I don't know. 
You actually would not do it? I would cons- uh, No, because w- in order to get payment, you have to not get an infection and then not have your leg removed. So eventually, you're going to still get the infection, and you're going to have to switch it up and go to something else. I'm out. I'm in. It's not a fair, it's not a fair bet. Really? I'm in because I don't know any better, so I would do it. Because that's what they did in the old days. But we actually lived to about 30 years old, right? Right. Maybe that's a reason. My mom had uh, put her hand through a uh, glass. Mercuricom is the word I'm looking for. Mm. Do you remember mercuricom? I remember it now that you say. Do you know what it was? Mercury. Iodine? Okay. Mercury, which is lethal. Yes. <laughs> Highly toxic. And you'd actually have a gaping hole, and they'd rub mercuricom in it. Yeah, no good. And many, many times. I mean, we had it regular. My mother actually still has some and still uses it. And it's been explains a lot. It's been outdated and, and removed from the market for years and years. But uh, alcohol, absolutely. Yeah, my mom had a cut from cutting herself on a glass window, gaping right on a, right right on her wrist, and they put uh, salt in it to cauterize it, poured whiskey to clean it, and then used butterfly bandages. She still has the scar. Really? Okay. So your thoughts here on Davidoff Puro Robusto? You could definitely see where this. Eventually became the Puro Dioro. Very similar profile. It's a little one-dimensional, being that it's all Dominican. There's some spice, some nutmeg. I'm enjoying it. I'm uh, I'm seeing why not a lot of companies use Dominican wrapper because the burn is a little wonky. Some yeah, spots, burn, mine is burning terrible. Some spots have a great burn line, but other spots, it's not catching up. It's not going well. Would I spend eighteen dollars for this cigar now? Absolutely not. Other than that, I'm enjoying it. I got it for free, so yeah, it's uh, it's heavier than I am. It's I don't know, not not my cup of tea either uh, so far. But we'll see as it burns down if it gets better. Because that's what you should do. Don't give up on the cigar. Let's see what happens when we come back, gentlemen. Jonathan, no way. But a classic three-way, and we got mail. Stick around, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Smokey Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you too with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! 
the Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars. There's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name, Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar & Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. 
Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron. Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then, into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Papi from the Big Papi Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Autori. And we are back broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Set. And Gentleman Jonathan is here. Going to do it debonair style. Barry's going to get crazy in the asylum. We got a classic three-way to figure out who's going to win. Welcome back, everybody, to Cigar Authority. We're smoking the Davidoff Puro Robusto from the RTDA 2007, 10 years ago. And, uh, eh. Eh. This is... I don't think that it's... I don't think it's a case that the cigar has gone past its prime. There's still, there's still plenty of flavor going it's on. It's strong. It. It's strong. But it, the, that Dominican wrapper, man, it just does not want to... does not want to burn. I had a tough time, but Sean's out there. And Sean's saying one is burning perfect. Burning perfect. Um, I don't know. Just... It's... Um, I got a problem with most Puros. Anyway, it's one-dimensional. It's the same all the way through to me. We'll see as it's going on, and uh, we still got a, a little while to go with this. Right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. And this one's visual, so be sure to check out YouTube. Image courtesy of Facebook. We've all heard stories of Raka Ozzy Osbourne biting off the head of a bat in concert and of donkey shows in Tijuana. But now people want to know where Raka Gene Simmons, who plays bass for the rock band Kiss, who wore makeup on stage for the persona of the demon, was around Thanksgiving 2016. Hmm. Last week, 65 miles northwest of San Antonio, a calf was born featuring the same markings as the God of Thunder singer. The calf has become an overnight social media star after having a picture snapped, sticking out her tongue, while rocking the butterfly-shaped black markings on her face, similar to that of Simmons. The similarities between the pair immediately sparked jokes on Kiss's Facebook page about the rock star, who in the 70s was rumored to have grafted a cow tongue onto his own. Somehow being the cast father, some are calling him the cast father. After all, he is Dr. Love. The photo caught the attention of Gene Simmons himself, who declared the story was real, and the owner of the calf invited the rocker for a steak dinner. But don't worry, little Jeannie won't be the main course, as she's become a mascot for a local steakhouse. Someone called Maury Povich for a paternity touch and talk about putting the X in sex. That's not only insane, it's asylum. 
Barry, you put a picture up on the on this? Yes, I did. It was right on uh, to the right of me. Okay, you look kind of professional. I felt like David Jennings. Here we go. This thing's going to improve, folks. After eight years, you're going to see improvement. Although next week could be brutally bad. Because Chuck never did that. No. <laughs> All right, you're stepping it up. And you, you're off camera right now, but you got an extra camera on you, right? Every once in a while? You... Every once in a while, I'll throw it over when I'm doing uh, one of my bets. Okay. Um, but it's, it's going to change up a bit. We're looking forward to seeing uh, the, the change up as this is happening. But right now, while you're enjoying uh, life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Jonathan. You need a gentleman. Uh-oh. You need a gentleman. Just when, just when you say... We got things going on, and that's when you, okay, it's kind of like setting you up. You need a gentleman. There we go. go. I jinxed myself. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide their clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Smoking with your wife in the car, debonair style. Gentlemen, some of you have wives, friends, and family members that resent your smoking. And if that is the case, you should do the right thing and refrain from puffing away while they are riding shotgun. If you happen to have a wife or a non-smoking friend who is okay with you lighting up behind the wheel, there are a couple of things to consider. First, be sure there's plenty of ventilation. Pop the sunroof if you have one, or crack their window slightly and yours double theirs so the smoke is sucked out on your side and not over to them. If you are driving, keep the cigar in your left hand to minimize the amount of smoke that comes off the ember and blows in their direction. If you, if you got a, a sunroof, you crack the sunroof in yours. And if you were listening, you would have heard me say that already. Okay. Uh, do not attempt to light or relight while the car is in motion. Don't kill the goose that laid the golden egg by swerving all over the road. They let you smoke so you can relax, so drive safely so they can stay relaxed. The question is, are you debonair or not? You know where you got the idea of the sunroof? Because you said it. Because I said it. Made me throw on it? Okay. The best window to open up is the rear window behind the driver. This way it gets sucked out right behind you without ever I've tried it. It doesn't in. work as well. You know what the best was? Remember the little teeny windows? You're not old enough to... The little uh, triangle uh, window that triangle you would crank open. was yeah. awesome. My dad had one on his uh, Dodge Dart. And I've, over the years, given away different prizes. I've oh, given man. away over the years. I've had those in cars that we bought and gave away. And drive around and smoke a cigar in there and whew, goes Sucks right out and go, why don't they do this? It was a great little window. How come it doesn't come back? It was a great little window. It was a great little window because everybody smoked then. Now no one smokes in their car. But still, it was a great little window open up and let a little air in. I think it was because back in the day they couldn't figure out how to do the angle slanted window to get it to go up properly. Because you remember, it was a straight line on both sides. Yeah. Now you don't need it because of technology. Okay. I say bring back the little window. I, I agree. I'd love for it to come back. So next year, next year, next uh, week, be sure to check out the Ash Holes. You, you, if, you, if you've listened to the Ash Hole podcast, well, <coughs> this one is not one to listen to 
this one is to watch. Because I make a cameo. You do make a quick cameo, but just watch it. Yeah. Do I have to say anything else? No, you don't. You're going to not be the same after this. Yeah. <laughs> it will burn a hole into your brain. <laughs> and uh, You won't be able to unsee it. You won't, you that, that. That's true. Uh, but let's bring Sean up. Sean Rogers, who is our defending champion. We got your headset oh, right, right there, over here. Sean. So don't look over my shoulder. You're going to stay right there? Okay. He'll stay right there not to um, uh, look over my shoulder. Barry, you got him on? on uh, he audio? should be on now. No. Should be on now? I can hear you. There, there you, you go. go. There you go. Okay. So uh, it's uh, this classic day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. It's the closest without going over. If you get the date exact, you get two points. Sean is our champion, and today is August 5th, and it's the birth date of Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong, American astronaut, aerospace engineer, test pilot, and professor, also became the first person to set foot on the moon. He spent eight days, 14 hours, and 12 minutes, and 30 seconds in space. The late, great Neil Armstrong, born today, what year? 1930. 1930. I got 1933. Played Masha Brady on the Brady Bunch. She also voiced Chatty Cathy Doll. Uh, she suffered through bulimia, cocaine addiction, and depression, but overcame her struggles. Masha, Masha, Masha. Maureen McCormick, born today, what year? 1954. 54. 1950. 50. Uh, 1956. 56. Somebody's got two points. Sean Rogers. Sean Rogers. Son of a. He got it memorized. Did you study? No. Lies. Now, here's where I throw it out so that you guys can make it up because you got two more to make it up. But it's going to be hard because you got two twos tomorrow. See, I'm playing them up now. This is birthday tomorrow, August 6th. Diane Belmont. Any idea? Diane Belmont. Porn actress. No. From Deep Throat. A.K.A. That would be Linda Lovelace. (laughs) Lucille Ball. All right. Lucille Ball, classic actress and comedian who became memorialized on the TV shows I Love Lucy, The Lucy Show, and here is Lucy. She was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom and a Living Legacy Award. 
Lucille Ball, born today, what year? 1906. 06. 1915. 15. I got 1932. 32. Mr. Jonathan will take the point at 06 because it's 1911. 1911. Missed it by that much. We got one point. We have one question left. Sean will be the champion, but just for fun. Just want to shut out Barry Stein at this point. Sean, today is the birth date of Andy Warhol. Tomorrow is the birth date of Andy Warhol. He's a pop artist. Uh, led the visual arts movement and pop art. Sold paintings titled Eight Elvises for $100 million. His art crossed several mediums for hand drawings and paintings and photography and silkscreen um, sculptures, film, and music. Pioneered computer-generated art, and uh, he coined the phrase 15 minutes of fame. Andy Warhol, born, to, uh, born tomorrow, what year? 1941. 41. Parents? 1947. 47. 35. 35, and everybody is over. Our winner is Sean. It was 1928. Mr. Jonathan did not get shut out. He actually got a point, but... Barry got shut out. Barry got shut out. We'll see you next week. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is uh, this day in classic history. We're smoking the Davidoff Puro Robusto, and this is a cigar from the RTDA in 2007. Ten years ago tomorrow, it was uh, given to me, and here we are smoking it again ten years later. Now, if this ends up staying the format... Yeah. That we have. This, we, we we're set as up. As far as how we're set up. The guest will always be to your right. And then the mailbag guy that wrote in before complaining that I am a jerk and I never give up my mic, he'll have nothing to complain about because the guest will be right next to you. Okay. Just throwing it out there. So the way it's going to be depending on the desk. The desk we got coming in is 580 pounds. It's gigantic. It's got to make a make it up thirteen stairs. In going the upstairs. cigar terms, it would be labeled gigante. Gigante, and uh, it is huge and twelve feet long. And this is a serious desk. It lights up. It's got video in the front of it. This is pretty damn cool. But it is. It's got a shape to it. It's got a wing. So wherever the wing gets small, is where I want Barry to be so that the sound equipment can be to his left or right, whatever that is. So th that's going to be the play, I think, of how it comes in looking at it. The idea was for the sound equipment to be built within it, but where we're going to have it for other people doing podcasts, and th there'll be a pro that'll be um, doing the sound for them. It'll be probably off-camera at that point, so something that can actually swivel. We're going to have to mess around with it. So I'm going to say next week we're going to have it here. I'm sure it's not going to be perfect by any means. We'll do uh, the best we can with what we have. Yeah, so we'll see what we do. The week after that, I can say, will be probably the grand, the grand opening of it. Uh, with, we'll have coffee and everything. And we'll have Eric Hansen. Oh, yeah. He doesn't drink uh, heated beverages. Really? He has a thing about Odd hot beverages. So he might drink cold, cold brew. brew. Oh. He might. I've offered him cold brew before. He's turned me down every time. I think he's anti-coffee. Really? Perfect guy to have on for the launch of uh, the, the, the coffee podcast <laughs> studio. <laughs> because why would we want to have anything match up ever on the show? Yeah. Does he have soup? Does he drink soup? 
I'm, I'm going to say probably not. Really? He doesn't do hot beverages. He does so not drink hot beverages of any he kind. He doesn't do any tomato-based anything. Like a pizza would be without red sauce and no tomatoes. He doesn't on the eat cell. pizza. He eats pizza, but it would be no red sauce on it. Yeah, we always get a white pie when he comes over and he orders pizza. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that about him. He's I thought a, I knew he's everything. He's a funny duck. <clears throat> he's got lot, lots of things. But he does drink and he does smoke cigars. He's a hell of a nice guy. And he's unbelievable when it comes to movie quotes. I mean, he yes, he is. Rip them off. He, he can hang. He's a guy I think you got to get to know. You know, at the beginning they say, oh, I don't, you know, but you get to know him. He's, he's loosens up a bit. He's fantastic. Because he's very professional all the time. People very he smart know, dude, man. Very he, smart, very Harvard educated. He's a smart, per- successful businessman. Um, and I'm not cigars saying, is his, his plaything. Right. I'm not saying that he's unprofessional behind the scenes, but once you get to know him, he loosens up a bit. I love him. Yeah, he's great. He's a good dude. So uh, that's all we got. Looking forward to uh, the coffee. Let's look, look into the new studio. Uh, tune in. Maybe next week uh, you want to go on to. How do they watch us video-wise? Video YouTube. Right on, the, right on the website. You can go to YouTube and search for The Cigar Authority, or you can go to thecigarauthority.com. And if you follow us on your YouTube app, you that's what pop you do. up so, an alert. So, so today's the day to do it. Go on the YouTube the YouTube? The YouTube, be, yeah. The YouTube. <laughs> it used to be that if you way. Have and then the they decided syphilis. to drop the, and it just became YouTube. Okay. Kind of like the Facebook. Yeah. So go on to YouTube and find the Cigar Authority and subscribe to it, and you'll be there. This this is your job to do this. Get week. a penicillin shot so you don't get the syphilis. Yes. Yeah. When you get over the age of 50, you start referring to And while to you're subscribed to it, subscribe for the ash holes because Wednesday you're going to see something. You're going to regret that move. Yeah. You're going to regret <laughs> it. You're going to see something. I do something. make a cameo, but you're going to regret it. Yeah. So next week we'll be in our new studio. It's Studio 21 Podcast Cafe with a couple of new cigars uh, that have leveled the playing field for brick-and-mortar retailers across the country. Uh, we'll have that cigar. Uh, we made that cigar for brick-and-mortar retailers. Find out about it next week. Uh, until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And without question, you learned a couple of things today, but one of the most important when you're smoking your Rocky Patel 15th anniversary or your Davidoff Puro Robusto is to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.